Hey everybody, welcome to 99 Ways to Win, where we are keeping women, Christians, and entrepreneurs inspired, informed, and empowered. Let's get started. So today is Tuesday, March 16th. It's time for a short episode, as I said I would do last week. And I am barely, barely making it as far as uploading on Tuesday. I have had uh, a lot of things uh, going on uh, personally with the responsibilities at home, which caused me to not get around to actually recording over the weekend as planned. But you know what? I had an idea for what I wanted to speak about. And so I did put a couple of notes together so I can just do a little something and make sure that I do still upload on Tuesday. (laughs) So, have you ever heard of the 80-20 rule? Uh, For those of you who, like me, saw the movie Why Did I Get Married, you know, a few years back, they talked about that, Uh, but I I was curious where it came from and what, you know, the meaning was, and I discovered the original 80-20 rule. It's called the Pareto Principle which says that 80% of outcomes result from 20% of all causes or inputs. Um, Apparently, this man Pareto, uh, who was an Italian, like back in the late 1800s, noticed that 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the citizens, um, and just some other things that apparently he noticed this principle played out. So an example for us in terms that we could understand and probably relate to and have seen uh, as a business, you see 80% of your revenue comes from about 20% of your customers, which is something that I saw working in a small business at a print shop. Um, We had our regular customers uh, that, you know, produced um, income for the business either because they had small or medium jobs that they did on a consistent basis or because they had occasional jobs that were um, a nice amount. So the end result was a lot of the overall business came from certain customers. Um, Another example, in the church, 80% of the church work and the ministry and the cleaning and all of this stuff is done by about 20% of the congregation. You have your core dedicated people that are always going to show up, that are always going to volunteer, that, you know, just love to do whatever needs to be done or they just feel a sense of duty. And, you know, they're just going to go above and beyond and be there consistently uh, for whatever work needs to be done or for specific work that needs to be done. And if you think about your clothes, Probably 80% of the time, you're only wearing about 20% of your overall wardrobe. And for me, I like food. When I really think about it, and I don't, I don't have to have a whole lot of variety, okay? So if you're one of those people that likes to switch things up, this may not be true for you. But I can say for me, 80% of my meals have about 20% of the overall ingredients or things uh, in that are in my 
refrigerator or my cabinet or whatever. I'm using usually the same types of things, the same ingredients for most of the meals and the dishes that I make. And even if you switch things up, honestly, you know, there's 50,000 ways or 50 or whatever, however many ways you can fix chicken. But at the end of the day, you still are using chicken, whether it's chicken marsalis, chicken fried steak, not chicken fried steak, <laughs> chicken marsalis, Monterey chicken, you know, chicken lasagna, whatever. Still, that main ingredient is just chicken. It's used in all those different dishes. Now, what difference does it make? The idea is if you're conscious of this, then you will focus your attention on that 20% that gives you the most results as opposed to wasting your time on the 80% that only gives you a little bit of a result. So in business, you have a few, you know, you have like these customers that, you know, they give you a little bit of business here and there, you know, that's not bad, but that's not, you know, if they leave or if they, you know, pick somebody else or they don't order or whatever for a while, it's not going to kill you. You're not going to really feel it that much. Now, of course, if all of the customers in that category stopped buying from you, then you would probably have a bit of a problem. But more than likely, that's not going to happen all at once unless you do something with your business or there's some kind of a scandal or thing, you know, where you get blacklisted or something or, you know, canceled cancel culture so what you want to do is make sure that you're keeping that 20 percent those loyal repeat customers that um, are constantly putting you know the money in the bank account you want to make sure that you're paying attention to them seeing what they need keeping them happy and evolving to make sure that they continue doing business with you um, on a personal level they say 20 percent of your activities contribute to 80% of your positive outcomes are the things that you really want to do. So for instance, let's just say cleaning, right? You know, you got dusting, you got mopping, sweeping, vacuuming, uh, you know, just picking things up off the floor, general straightening, etc., etc. Well, you know, if you, if you don't, you know, maybe dust in the living room for a few days or a couple of weeks it's not that huge of a deal but if you don't clean the tub or clean the toilet or sweep the floor for a couple of weeks that's going to be a bigger difference so the things that really make the most difference you want to make sure that you are doing those things consistently and doing them well and then you're going to have a better overall result now, in relationships, uh, people have kind of adopted or adapted, rather, the Pareto principle to say that, mm, okay, 80% of your needs can be met by your significant other. The other 20% of your needs, you should look to fulfilling by pursuing your personal interests, you know, hobbies, uh, having a job doing volunteer work, community service, or uh, from other relationships such as your siblings, your relatives, and your friends. And the other concept is that you bet. So another way to say it is you're going to get about 80% of what you want 
from a person. And then there's going to be another 20% that you're not necessarily happy with it or you may not care for it or, you know, there's still things that you would like for them to change, but it just is what it is. But if in a healthy relationship, if you're getting 80% of what you want and 80% of what you need from that person, then that's something that where you can be happy and uh, that relationship can be fulfilling for you and for that person. Why is it important to know this? Because if you focus on the 20% that you're not getting from that person, then the relationship will seem unfulfilling. You'll be frustrated. You'll even maybe get to the point where you feel like this is unbearable because you're focusing on that 20%, which in this case with the relationships, the 20% is the part that's really not that important. And the 80% is the part that is important. So it's kind of a flip. Uh, from the concept in the original uh, principle and the focus in the original principle. What made me think about this was I was listening to the Secret to Success podcast with uh, Eric Thomas and he was talking about how, in his opinion, and I think uh, there's a lot of truth to this, that people end up getting divorced because they're focused on the 20% that they're not getting from their spouse. And so they see somebody else where they feel like they can get this 20% or if they started cheating, you know, they're getting this 20% that they were missing and they forget all about the 80% that their spouse is providing. And he actually talked about how one time in his life or a particular instance uh, at home where he was complaining to his wife about not doing something, you know, basic, you know, around the house or something with his clothes or something like that. And she was like, okay, but when I did this and make sure the house was clean and everything for when you got back from your trip and everything was nice and you were taken care of, you didn't say anything. You didn't say thank you. But then you notice that I don't do this thing and you make it a point to say something. And she was like, okay, at least be consistent and speak up on both things, the good and the bad, not just when there's something bad or something that you don't like. And he took that and said, you know, that was me focusing on this little thing that she didn't do as opposed to focusing on all the things that he she had been doing for him, including as he is what he openly talks about her giving her allowance to him and uh, sneaking food to him when he was homeless as a teenager. And they were dating as teenagers and him her sticking by him when he was still trying to find himself and figure things out and going to school and they weren't making much money. And uh, she had to be the one to do the mortgage, to be on a mortgage because he had bad credit. And all of the things that she did to support him, take care of him, uh, stand by his side and be a good wife. All of that pales in comparison to whatever that little thing was that he didn't like that had to do with his laundry or whatever the case was. And so um, a lot of times we can be guilty of that. You know, whatever relationship it is, whether it is marriage, uh, friendship, uh, relatives, even work. Right. I mean, I had a point um, last year where I was just so disgruntled and uh, frustrated and with my job. And now, mind you, it's the same job that I had for almost two years. But at that period of time, I was just so focused on the things I didn't like. I was so focused on the things that I wish could be changed but at that time they were were not changing and I had no power to change it 
and I just found myself being irritated, um, irritated about the situation, and it caused me to look at my job a certain way and feel a certain way when I got ready to go to work and while I was at work, but that was my perception and my focus. And when I took a step back and started thinking about what I was thankful for, and uh, there's a video on YouTube by Zig Ziglar where he talks about this, where he talked to this lady who came up to him after a seminar uh, uh, who was saying she just, you know, couldn't stand her job and all this, um, you know, and he told her, what do you like about your job? I want you to write down things that you like. And she was like, oh, I don't like anything. He said, well, do they do you work for free? Uh, is it charity? And she was like, well, no, they pay me. Do you like getting paid? Yes. Well, write that down. And, you know, he went through a couple of other things and it's like, OK, look at what you like. Read those things. Focus on those things. Do that for about 30 days and then see what happens. And that's what I had to do is think about the fact that, OK, I have benefits. Hey, you know, uh, I feel like they pay me fairly. Um, you know, I'm able to take off when I need to for, you know, personal things or doctor's appointments or to take my mom to the doctor. Um, I have good supervisors. They work with me. They're nice. They're, they're fun. They help me with the questions when I have them so I can do my job well. And I get to help people every day because I'm in customer service and that's what I love. Um, and so when I started thinking about those things, my perception of the job changed. So I focused on that 80% that was good about the job and then my mindset changed so and as a christian of course you know we're always acknowledging god and the blessings that he gives us and we remember that jesus christ suffered more than anybody has suffered in um because he suffered for things that he didn't do he died a painful death um, to pay for the sins of the world and he never did anything wrong you know for us you know we could say oh well you know like maybe I deserve this or you know this is just life getting back at me for xyz he can't say that he never did anything wrong he created the world he came here lived a perfect life for 32 years as a human he didn't do anything wrong yet he had people lie on him hate him you know try to do stuff to him you know, make fun of him, didn't believe him, all of these different things. And then finally, they actually had him executed because they hated him so much. He went through all of that. So anything that I go through is really not a big deal in comparison. So with all of those things in mind, I have to remember to take a step back and be thankful and take a step back and look at what good there is in a situation or what good there is in a relationship or what good there is in a, is in a person and make that my focus. Not that you don't have to correct things, not that you don't have to discipline your kids or do discipline if you're in a leadership role in an organization or at a job. However, you just want to be careful of what, again, your focus is and if something is truly so bad so damaging so toxic that most of it is bad then of course you need to remove yourself from that situation 
as quickly and properly as possible um, unless God is telling you not to for some reason. So all of that being said, I would like to uh, leave you with a passage that is probably pretty familiar. If you've been uh, reading your Bible, going to church uh, for any amount of time, you've probably heard uh, this scripture repeated several times. So in Philippians chapter four, I am going to start with verse six and read through verse eight. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's it for today. And I actually went over uh it's 12:05 a.m. so oh I didn't make the upload on Tuesday. It's actually Wednesday now. Oh well. Next week, oh my gosh, next week I am very very excited. I'm so geeked because I am posting an interview. Yes, that's right. This will be the first podcast episode with an interview. I have a guest, special guest Miss Monica Simpson, who is a licensed counselor with her own uh, private practice, New Pathways Counseling. We had a great conversation about everything from uh, path to figuring out what you want to do to the importance of of uh, therapy and just being a woman, being a mom, all these different things. Uh, so my friend and great uh, counselor and businesswoman Monica Simpson. I will be posting that next week here on the audio podcast. And also there will be a video. So yes, that's right. 99 ways to win. will post its first video on YouTube next week. So make sure that you tune in for that. And until next time, keep seeking your success.